Months earlier, when Roxy's remains were discovered and she was finally laid to rest at the local cemetery, Addison thought she would visit Roxy's grave on occasion, if for no other reason than to let Roxy know someone was still thinking of her after all these years. She never visited, though, and she wasn't sure why. Maybe because she no longer felt Roxy's presence like she once did. Roxy never appeared to her again after the night Addison had set her free. She was gone now, and she wasn't ever coming back. Addison often wondered if that was what happened to spirits after they crossed over. She also wondered whether or not a person could return. She doubted it. Most likely there were higher laws in place. Laws governing the living, shielding the dead from the undead. Except for the near-death experiences some people claimed to have had on occasion. Still, dead was dead for most people. Except Addison. Addison stood in front of Roxy's grave and canvassed the area, trying to recall the exact spot where she'd first seen the twins. Anything? Luke asked. She shook her head. It happened so fast, I'm not sure about the exact location now. I thought it would all come back to me once I got here. It isn't. The truth was, she wasn't sure how to make them reappear again or if she even could. Twenty minutes passed. No sign of the children. What about the general direction of the headstone when you saw the girls? Luke asked. Any ideas? Addison lifted a finger and pointed, her eyes coming to rest on a tall, column-like monument mounted on four-sided square pedestals. I want to say it was somewhere by that obelisk. They walked together, pausing along the way to read the names on every tombstone they passed. Five rows later, still nothing. No Vivian, no Grace, and no surnames beginning with the word Rose. We don't even know if the girls are actually buried here, Addison said. What if we have it all wrong? What are you suggesting? What if the headstone they were running around belonged to one of their parents instead? Let's say you're right, and we should shift our focus. We still don't know what names or dates we're looking for. In your dream, did anything indicate what year it was? She considered the question and nodded. The car. What car? Right before I saw the girls, a car drove by. It was an older model Ford, a two-door. If I had to ballpark when it was manufactured, I'd say the mid-70s. Okay. And how old would you say the girls were? Ten or eleven? He pressed his thumb to his fingers, calculating the results. I'm only estimating here, but if the girls were eleven in the mid-seventies, their parents might still be alive. Then we're missing something. There has to be a connection to this cemetery, a reason they were drawn here. He frowned. I wish I knew how to help you. This is what Vivian wanted me to remember, Luke. It has to be. There isn't anything else. 
Or was she simply wrong about the whole thing? She was beginning to doubt herself, doubt the dream she had. We'll keep looking until we find something. He stepped in front of her, rubbing his hands up and down her arms. Why don't you try to relax? We're not in a hurry. Close your eyes and let your mind wander. See what happens. He stepped away, crouching in front of a newer-looking tombstone in the next row. What are you doing? she asked. Ah, thought I saw something a second ago. What? Can't say for sure. A shiny piece of metal in the grass. Don't see it now, though. He might not, but she did. It's there, about a foot to your left. See it?